Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. I was glad to have this young lady back, a member of the family. Hopefully you had a great Thanksgiving. It's Kay Smythe. Kay, how are you? Good to see you. I'm good, Joe. I need to apologize to everyone watching at home tonight, though. I am in the middle of moving. It's Thanksgiving. I know I probably look like a state, but next week, whole new studio. Are we excited? (laughs) Yes, we are. Yes, we are, Joe. Extremely excited. Now, uh, being from Wales, but you've been here a while. How many years have you been here now? Seven. All right. So have you had have you had seven Thanksgivings now? I mean, are you now into the groove of, hey, man, it's the last Thursday in in November. We got to get some Thanksgiving going. Oh, heck yeah. I'm even hosting next year. I love it. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Hands down. Get everyone together to eat as much food as humanly possible and just hang out like I would. Well, we do do that every single Sunday in the UK. And I'm sure (laughs) once we're into this new house, we'll be doing it every single Sunday as well. So every, every Sunday is Thanksgiving in the UK is what you're saying. Pretty much, yeah. It's wonderful. Now, do, do you, did you FaceTime or Skype with the parents over in Wales as you were doing Thanksgiving to show them the, 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 uh, uh, the obscene amount of food that we Americans throw on the plate? We didn't this year, but they did come out last year okay. for it. And I'm sure they'll be coming out in 2023. Well, I've invited them out for 2023. So that'll be me, John. It'll be his family, my family, whoever else wants to come out. You know, I've got family in Canada. We've got friends everywhere. I think it's going to be a bit of a circus this nice. coming Thanksgiving. I, yeah, uh, how well, was yours? Uh, well, mine sucked because I was sick and you know that. But uh, it's okay. Uh, but the, the food was amazing. What my wife put on was out out of sight everybody really seemed to enjoy it and, and i was uh, uh, like death at the end of the table but but next year <laughs> oh, i cannot Jeff, wait I'm so sorry. well normally and you didn't hear this last week but normally i will have 15 rolls and i'm not kidding i'll put butter inside of 15 rolls and shove them in my gut and i i, I tried to have one and almost died and that was it I had one, one half a roll and a little sliver of turkey. So hopefully you ate enough for all of us. But again, the, the whole setup was amazing. What she did was amazing. It just was a suck day for me because the first time I take, I've taken any time off this, this year, guess who's sick? That's, that's just what happens. I don't even know what the hell it was or still is. It's not even done yet, to be honest with you. But thanks for asking, Kay. I'm so sorry. No, I'm so sorry, Joe. But I did. I did eat enough rolls for the two of us. <laughs> but um, we Go actually ahead. had... Have you ever heard of this phenomenon? Now, you live in Texas. I do. Have you ever heard of this phenomenon called, I think it's called like straight wind? I think oh, yeah. Oh, no. We have straight line winds here. Absolutely. They could be nuts. They could be 60, 70, 80 miles an hour. Yes. Yeah. So I, had, I, I have a geography degree. Never heard of this phenomenon before in my life. Really? Ever. Never even written an article about it. And I Google crazy weather stuff most mornings because it fascinates me. Yeah. So we had a line of it come through uh, John's family farm. So after eating more than my body weight in incredible <laughs> food, I will say on Thanksgiving, um, that his mom cooked just out of this world, just hands down. Um, we had to go, she's got all these pecan trees in the field. So I spent pretty much all day Saturday picking pecans, like fresh ones off the ground. So I... It was a full workout. It was a farm girl workout for the day. So nice. I feel like I worked it all off, which is the one upside. Uh, it is, yeah. uh, is Casemite. Go to Casemite.com. Check her out on Newsmax. You check her out on, at the Daily Caller every day. She writes incredible articles, too. Okay, I'll be honest with you. I turned the news machine off for about Good. a week. I had to because it was going to make me crazy. That I couldn't do anything about it. But I'm hearing more and more about what's going on in China. Now, you weren't around yet. 
But in the late 80s in China, they stood up for freedom. About Mm -hmm. 7,000 people were run over by tanks in Tiananmen Square. The Chinese say one guy died inadvertently from a a ricocheted bullet. That's untrue. They killed about 7,000 people um, and bloodied up Tiananmen Square because people dared say, hey, we'd just like to be able to freely speak in the country. Are they doing that again to where they're saying we want to be able to freely speak? And uh, is the CCP ramping up like they always do? They must be, Joe. I really think they must be. And, you know, I wasn't alive for Tiananmen Square. I have been there. Yeah, I have too. Um, I went there in 2003 during the SARS epidemic and Beijing was a ghost town. So I stood in the middle of Tiananmen Square on a Monday morning and the entire place was empty. It was one of, it was very Eerie, isn't moment. it? Eerie? Very eerie. And, you know, my father and my mother sort of, you know, sat down, explained the significance, what it means in kind of like a macro sense from like a human perspective. Right. Like what this means for our humanity. And it was very moving. So, you know, I was also in Hong Kong when the protest started in 2014 or 13, 14, um, when the protests started, the pro-democracy stuff. And the triads were brought in. You know, this is a crazy story. I went to Plymouth University and we were in Hong Kong in 2014 when the protest started. And I, the day prior, had said to one of my professors, Joe, I was like, hey, I would love to do a research study while we're here, um, interviewing locals, talking to them about how the sort of triad trade has shifted over the last like 10 to 15 years. Like I have a lot of people who are willing to talk to me. I think it'd be interesting. Some of them are even triads themselves, like organized criminals. I have a fascination with this demographic and I'd love to write about them. This guy laughed in my face and told me that the triads hadn't been operating in Hong Kong for about 30 years. Headline on the news the next day, I'm pretty sure it was the South China Morning Star, triads brought in to quell protesters. (laughs) So, you know, either they didn't know or they're lying to your face. But but here's the problem. And people around the country, our country don't understand this. People around the world don't understand this. In China, they don't care that you just want the right to freely speak or freely travel or to not have facial recognition every time you go to the bathroom. They don't care. They're going to do whatever they want. They're going to control you however they want. And if you dare say a peep about it, you disappear. And they're trying to disappear people now. What I found interesting about the story that you sent me, this is a story that you wrote, right, about the BBC journalist? Yeah. So what I found interesting is that the BBC is actively working in China, knowing the restrictions of working in China. Did they not think that something would happen if they dared try to act like journalists in China? And, and I'm not blaming the reporter. I'm just, I, I'm blaming Western society for thinking that China is anything less than what China has been since Mao. I honestly think... Joe, was that a dumb question? I mean, you know what I mean? I don't trust anyone anymore. There's part of me that thinks that this was such a stupid decision by the BBC, as you just said, um, or I'm saying it's a stupid decision. You said it far more politely, but that's what I'm going to infer from it. Yes. Um, I think it was so stupid that it begs the question, did they need it to be worse so there could be a greater escalation? Because remember, this is what, extreme regimes do. Putin 
blew up apartment complexes and like blamed it on someone so he could invade somewhere. Right. Like I even sent you a story today that that chap from Belarus has just like suddenly died. One of the plethora of people who have suddenly died, many of them along with their families linked to Russia. Russia is best friends with Xi. I've met too many people in my life who have told me horror stories from China, not just what goes on with the Uyghurs, not just what went on with the one child policy, but what goes on there on a daily basis and the level of control that these that this extremist regime is willing to exert upon human beings who don't choose where they're born. They wake up one day and realize, hey, I guess I live in a country and I didn't have any decision in this. And I guess I just have to abide by their rules, even though maybe they don't work with me in any kind of foundational way. Um, There is too much scariness going on in the world, too much stupidity. But when it came to and I, you know, this chat basically for people listening, this uh, British young, pretty young BBC journalist was in China covering the protests. Um, I've seen reports that he had told people not to delete footage, to send him footage of the protests like Chinese nationals. So he got a pretty rough shakedown from what we I can see in the video. Apparently he was beaten. I didn't see any of that, but I did see a rough shakedown. Yeah. Um, and he was carted off by the Chinese police and arrested. As he's you know being dragged away, he screams like, call the consulate. I didn't hear him say he was a journalist. Generally speaking, I think journalists and, you know, I technically work as a so I'm not really a journalist, Joe. Like I just tell other people's stories, I think. Well, Um, I'm certainly not an investigative journalist really at this point anymore, maybe earlier in my career. But like if you are somewhere dangerous, no one's going to care if you're a journalist. Like you don't get some magical like get out of jail free card just because you're a journalist. Well, that's such a great point. You don't get that get out of jail free card if you're a student. It used exactly. to be. Well, well, not anymore. Well, well, yeah. Well, I don't think it ever was in China. But uh, to be honest with you, people go in with a Western perspective. And people could because here, if I'm a journalist, you can't take away my right to freely go and cover this. I have the right to to a free press, which, of course, you know, related to printing presses back in the past. That means anybody who's out there covering stories and holding uh, government to account. You cannot hold government to account in China. If you do, government kills you. Government disappears you. Government harvests your, your organs. Government locks you up and nobody ever sees you again. That's just the way that it is. So are people going in from the West with this naivete that... For some reason, China is just the same as America, it's just the same as the UK, it's just the same as Italy, when it's not. You're in freaking China. If you go there, when I went and adopted Gia, our daughter, um, I knew that I couldn't, I stood in Tiananmen Square like you did, I knew that I couldn't stand there and say, Mao sucks. You know, I, I couldn't do that. I knew that I couldn't go in the middle of there and say, free speech is right for all and you should die if you don't believe me. I, I'd, be, I'd be carted off. I'd be done. I knew what the rules of the game were. Are people getting so deluded that they think China is like us or that North Korea is like us or that Russia is like us? They're not. I think, I honestly think, have you met people under 25 that aren't your children who I've met who are incredibly intelligent? Because yeah. there's not that many brain cells to rub together in a lot of them. No, you're right. Um, I think that there is a supreme ignorance about so many things in the world right now, Joe, that we are ignoring at our peril, um, whether it's China, whether it's To be honest with you, the COVID vaccine, I think, is something that we all need to be paying more attention to. 
the origins of COVID. I think that the escalation with Russia is going to get worse. I think the economy is about to collapse. I don't want to sit here and be doom and gloom. What I'm saying is we live like globalization is terrifying for the individual and it typically doesn't impact us unless we put it in our own way. So like these kids, right, though, you know, any journalist really that goes into China thinking that they're going to get the same treatment that they would in the West, that's you putting yourself in a position because you're lulled into a false sense of security because of globalization. Um, but you're putting yourself in a situation where it's going to hit you in the butt. Yes. And I think that, you know, for anyone listening, like if I could say any fair warning, like don't ever support anything that relates to China, any businesses, you know, that relate to China, um, just stop doing as much business with them as possible, like download Public Square or any other of the apps that are out there that'll tell you which companies don't support these authoritarian regimes. I would say learn to, you know, grow your own food at home, have water purification tablets. There's a lot of stuff that I would tell people in this day and age because of like the magnitude of threats that are coming towards us that, you know, it's time to stop being ignorant. But I think the first thing that everyone should do is just not put themselves in a position to get hurt by this stuff. Like if you or any of the other outlets that I work with said, hey, Kay, you've been to China. You want to go to China and like check that out and see what it's like, see what's going on there? No. Do I want to go and investigate the homeless crisis firsthand? No. Like don't put yourself in a position to get hurt and don't think you're going to get any special treatment when you get there because China is waiting for like any opportunity to flatten this country. And, you know, one wrong step, can do that like wars have been started over less yeah I, like, i've got a minute i maybe. dropped a sandwich and shot someone once and we got world war one but uh, seriously Just saying. um uh, it, the shot heard around the world it's case Smythe. go to case check around on the daily caller also on newsmax also here on my program at least once a week let's just stick with china in the last minute or so that we have here and tiktok is a big topic right now in congress and there are people on the left and on the right that are starting to agree um, the fact is, and you know this because you've studied things like this, if you have a business that emanates from China, the CCP has every right at any moment to go in and get all your data, to, to spy on everything that you're doing, to have every, you, the books are, are completely open, take all your profits, all everything. So if you have TikTok, which is owned by ByteDance, which is based in China, you in essence on your phone, and I've deleted it and I've gotten rid of it, my account is dead, everything. They, in essence, have the right to everything on my phone. Every bit of my information is basically a Trojan horse. Hey, look at this fun thing where the women are going to twerk and the guys are going to jump off the bridge, and it's really great short videos. And then I have access to every vital piece of information on my phone. Okay, what's it going to take to get young people, people younger than you, people that you mentioned the age group earlier, what's it going to get to make them understand as great as that is and as much as you love the dopamine hits, it's not okay to have a foreign power have that kind of control over your data? catastrophe you know joe about i think it was a year maybe even less than a year definitely not more than two years before covid hit um there was a summit with a bunch of like you know the sort of like super duper elites like you know sort of like a mini g7 or whatever those heck those things are called a g something and um the simulation that they ran at this conference it was a test run kind of like a fire drill like we used to do in school um, it was a test run of what happens if a pandemic 
breaks out and kills huge portions of the population, which COVID has is still doing, not necessarily just the disease, but from the mental issues, from the vaccine, from all of these things that have come post-COVID. Um, so they ran that simulation right before COVID hit. They ran that fire drill. The last thing that the same group of elites ran, or the most recent one, we all suddenly can't get on our bank accounts and all of our money is digital. I think that the next big catastrophe that's going to make people turn away from their phones and take time away from the news and stop being so reliant on gadgets that if you think about this, Joe, the comet hit the earth right now, 99% of what humans have created would disappear forever because it's all in the ether. It's all yeah. in this digital world. True. Most of what we have done will be wiped out in less than 10,000 years. And it's only happened in the past 30 years. I mean, before that, it was so tangible. I mean, the, this whole internet where everything is just in the cloud somewhere, uh, the cloud that can, as you said, just be dissipated. Um, it, it's just ridiculous that we are so owned. We, we don't know how to eat. We don't know how to breathe. We don't know how to go anywhere. I mean, honestly, I, I, when I ask somebody for directions, they're like, dude, use MapQuest. Like why Google Maps? Why? Just tell me how to get there. It used to be take a left at the street, take a right at the oak tree. I mean, it used to we used to also talk to each other. This was a yeah. big scheme to stop us from talking to each other too. Cam, frankly, out of time. Love seeing you. I'm glad you ate enough for both of us. You don't look like you did. I look like I didn't. I didn't. But uh, I appreciate everything that you do. Go check her out casemith.com. Go to the Daily Caller as well. Kay, thank you. Thank you so much, Joe. Sorry, I'm so doom and gloom today. I swear it's, it's going to be good. better next week. I'll be in my new house. Yes, <laughs> with, with your new with your new light and everything. It'll be awesome. Have a good one, Kay. We'll talk to you soon. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Appreciate you hanging out. Make sure you stop by JoePags.com. Click on store. See some gift ideas for the holidays coming up. Let's do some pop culture. Hi, right, Paula. What's going on? So remember that story with Jay Leno getting burned? Yes. It was like uh, maybe two weeks ago, I guess now. Well, yesterday he was back on stage. Um, Come on, dude. Doing telling comedy. jokes. Yeah. yeah, telling jokes. But funny thing, before he got there, while he was driving in, he like his Tesla rubbed up against a cop car's tire. And, Come on, uh, man. Yeah. Maybe stay out of cars for for a few minutes. That, I don't that's know. What I'm that's Polo. That's Sam. That's Carrie. I'm Joe. We'll see you tomorrow. Same time. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.